0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind the Flat, a weekly podcast that brings debate to life's most challenging questions. I'm Chris Heffernan and as always I'm joined by my former flatmates and very good friends, Amy Isles. Hello. And Tom Crowther. Hello. This week's life-changing question is, what's the best breakfast? But before that it's time to get in the zone with Chris's Quiz of the Week. Question number one. In which year did Alan McMasters invent the first electric toaster? A. 1893, B. 1907, or C. 1915?
1: I think that whole period in time kind of mushes into one great big blob for me, so.
2: <laughs> the one that jumped at me like gut instinct was 1915 i've no
1: idea why were people being inventive with regards to how to make toast during the great war
2: <laughs> you never know i mean maybe it was just a byproduct of something else that was invented
1: <laughs> well a lot of a lot of new innovations do come out of unfortunately military uh kind of discoveries <laughs> and uh, and products <laughs> so we're saying that they were, yeah. like,
2: inventing the tank and just went, oh, this could this could be a great device for toasting bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, you know, we're already starting in the kitchen rather than going from, yeah, advanced armoury to... <laughs> right, yeah. I'm happy to go 19 for 1915, I think you said. Isn't
0: it? No, it was uh, actually
1: 1893. No way! Yes, That's
2: way. Mad. Well, at least they had toast by the time they got to the war
1: exactly <laughs> oh I'm sure that made everything better all the mustard <laughs> gas and the. <laughs> question number two
0: how many eggs does the average Brit consume a year
1: are we talking like eggs as an egg or eggs as part of like let's so if you make a cake and you break an egg into that cake are we counting the egg that went into making that cake or are we talking just like scrambled egg poached egg omelette that sort of thing can't be certain but Great. I think probably
0: we're talking eggs as eggs.
1: Average person three a week, maybe?
0: Ooh.
2: I I was going to go slightly more. Because like some people, like my mum and dad have an egg every day for breakfast.
1: I think there's a lot of people that have very... This is exactly what we said about <laughs> tea, isn't it? Your mum and dad have a lot and there's <laughs> lots like of people that don't tea. have any.
2: <laughs> yeah, but on that episode, it was it was higher than we thought, wasn't it?
1: Okay. Well, then, on that Shall ground, we go, should we say five?
2: I'm thinking five.
1: That means that we're we're hinting that there are more people that have at least one egg a day than there are that have no well, I mean, eggs a day. If you
2: have an <laughs> if you have an omelette, who uses one egg for an omelette?
1: Yeah. Unless, okay. t-
0: unless you're tiny or Chris.
1: <laughs> so what are you
0: saying? How many eggs? Five, five.
1: A a week? No. Oh, it was a year, wasn't a year. it? A uh, year. So it's not five uh, a year. We're oh. way out here. Uh. So. About two hundred and fifty. Yeah. I'm very impressed. It's 200.
2: Ooh. Oh, okay.
0: Not too bad. So, so that's
1: about four, uh, about four a week.
0: When put for the whole country, that is 12 billion eggs. I mean, heck. That's a
2: lot of chickens.
0: <laughs> Number three. When surveyed, what percentage of UK adults said that they would snack on cereal without milk throughout the day? A... Thirteen percent, B, twenty-three percent, or C, thirty-three percent.
1: I can't believe that thirteen percent was the low answer.
0: <laughs> no, you I see, don't eat... Do
1: eat cereal without milk. Okay, you psychopath.
2: i That's yeah, I do that as well. You have number system. I don't like milk with my cereal. <laughs> Chris is celebrating in this
1: in this ter- terrible terrible sample size uh should we go for the high answer then 33 yeah. yeah your terrible terrible sample size
0: has got you the correct answer oh my god 33% oh my of people will snack on cereal throughout the day without milk question number 4 how far back can one trace the pancake a 30,000 years oh my god <laughs> B, 10,000 years, or C, 2,000 years.
2: I reckon it's a long time, you know. Like pancakes aren't that hard to make. They were definitely around in medieval times.
1: What we got? We got egg, we got flour, and we got milk. Milk. That's so
2: easy to make. I reckon it could be, what was it, 30,000 years? Yep. I mean, they're all kind of staples, aren't they?
1: What was going on thirty thousand years ago? Like, did we were we even agricultural? Like, did we have an agrarian society thirty thousand years ago? When when were the first like <laughs> agrarian societies <laughs> built? I'm
2: go- oh I'm go- oh, that is a long period of time. I get a bit lost. I feel, after.
1: I feel closer to the ten thousand. Like, I understand okay. what you're saying, but I, I think we need to have the ability to actually you know sow the seeds and mill them and all yeah. that sort of stuff before we can even get the flour. To
2: yeah I don't know I don't know I don't think it was long after cavemen though that we started developing do you think about like the Romans well no that example? is
1: that is necessarily the difference between cavemen <laughs> and, and the rest of the civilizations in history isn't it is that one was able to make agrar- like one was agrarian and one was not right. and so <laughs> you, you, you kind of it's a bit of a tautology um I would say the 10,000 can all I right. convince you on that Amy
0: yeah all right we'll go for 10,000 The answer I was looking for was 30,000 years ago.
2: You learn nothing from these podcasts, Tom.
0: (laughs) Analysis of starch grains on a 30,000-year-old grinding tools suggests that Stone Age cooks were making flour out of cattails and ferns, which researchers guess was likely mixed with water and baked on a hot, possibly greased rock. And then, by the time Oatsy the Iceman set off on his final hike, 5,300 years ago, um, pancakes, or at least something pancake-like, seem to have been a common item of diet, since within his remains, there was um, along with red deer and ibex, it featured einkorn wheat, and the bits of charcoal he consumed along with it suggest that it was in the form of a pancake cooked over an open fire.
1: I don't know whether I can agree that water and uh, and and flour makes... Pancake, but fine, fine. It's the
0: primitive pancake. The primitive pancake. Your <laughs> final answer. Final answer. Your final question <laughs> yes, this week. According to Chris Heffernan. Oh, here we me. go. <laughs>
2: oh, no.
0: <laughs> In the first ever episode of Mind the Flat. I know what's coming. What topping should never be put on brown toast? I even went so far as to say. I would curse the human beings who would put this topping on brown toast. Brown toast. How well do you remember oh my our first me. episode of Mind the Flat?
2: I'm just trying to think of what you can put on toast. Nutella, jam, marmite.
1: Marmalade.
2: marmalade. Or oh, it could be marmalade. He is a marmalade fan.
0: you saying marmalade? yeah no oh no honey honey should only be on white toast not on brown toast
2: oh no
0: (laughs) and if you'd like to check out my in-depth analysis on what (laughs) should be on toast visit our website and listen to the best thing since sliced bread
2: we do listen to you really chris sometimes
1: i don't
0: (laughs) So, it's now time to debate. The motion before the flat today is, The best breakfast is eggs benedict. This week's caveat is, this is breakfast. Not brunch, not a breakfast you happen to be eating at a random point during the day. It is breakfast. Other than that, the rules are the same as always. No swearing, no taking offence, and of course, no pompous points. Once again we start with an affirmative statement. This week from Tom on the excellence of eggs benedict.
1: Oh no, you're so proud of yourself, aren't you? <laughs> excellence.
0: Puns galore.
1: Okay. Eggs benedict are is a great breakfast because it's simple but effective. It doesn't require a really extravagant build up. You don't need to have loads of different ingredients. The setup is fairly simple. You just plop an egg into some boiling water, you poach it, you stick it on some toast, you put some ham with it. Okay, maybe the hollandaise sauce is a bit of a stretch, but it's just that uh, so that one piece of extravagance on the whole simplicity of the dish that kind of turns it from a standard breakfast into quite a classy, fancy breakfast. Uh, and that's why I think that Eggs Benedict are the... It is, I keep saying are, is the best breakfast
0: classy pompous breakfast even uh, eggs benedict
2: (laughs) i mean the simplicity part of it i mean we're talking about the best breakfast here and it doesn't quite cut it for me i'm afraid eggs eggs benedict um it's just a bit when i think of eggs benedict i just think beige like you look at it on the plate and it's just like oh my god what have you been eating (laughs) it's just a bit like
1: (laughs) okay so the best eggs benedict is you get a white english muffin so none of your your whole meal toast or anything like that you get a white english muffin beige open
2: beige (laughs) but it's
1: not it's not it's not beige and boring it's like you get a nice high quality piece of like baked goods are great okay it's important to have good <laughs> baked goods. So you have a really nice toasted muffin and then get some sort of really high quality ham, some nice ham. and I think it's about the freshness and the quality. And, you know, it's, it's, it's got health factors to it as well. You're not just kind of eating greasy or chocolatey or, you know, caramelly. Anything right. like that for breakfast is just wrong. This is high quality, fresh and, and healthy.
2: I'll give you a point for like the classiness of it because I feel like if you go out for breakfast then it is yeah it is quite it always seems quite sophisticated to have eggs benedict but one thing about if you if if you go out for eggs Benedict or if you make them at home I mean it's just a bit it's just a bit of a faff for me as well, especially like making hollandaise sauce. Like if you want to do it properly, you've got to make a fresh hollandaise sauce. And you've said that yourself, if it's like a fresh, good quality breakfast, you want a homemade hollandaise sauce. And it's, it's such a faff and it may look simple. It's, it's just a bit, it's something or nothing for me. It takes a lot of effort to make it and make it nice and make it good quality. But after that point, it's, for me, it's just a bit, Nah, is the only word I can use to describe it.
1: Okay, I mean, other than the fact that I just want to turn around and say I completely disagree because you know you're wrong <laughs> on the, on the taste grounds of things. I will give you a point for the the kind of faff of having to make the hollandaise sauce. I have to admit it is something that I've never ever done. So, but I think that that is proof. The fact that I've never done it is proof that you can have a breakfast that is is good enough to consider the best breakfast without having to make that part yourself i think the, the freshness comes from you know the the eggs and the the, the ham and the and the muffin and the, you, the sauce is the sauce you know i think i don't think mm-hmm. i can make a better sauce than a shop-bought sauce so i'll put it on like that but you crack a bit of black pepper over the top you know i think i think it's not a faff i don't think it's anywhere near as much of a faff as you're making it out to be because all you have to do is you know, boil some eggs it's, it's
0: I would like to say here yeah that I'm I wondering Tom could you just help help a guy out here because I've sure. I've never made eggs Benedict so Nor have I if tomorrow morning I thought I'd like to make eggs Benedict how much preparation and cooking time do you think I'm gonna need
1: five minutes probably and I as think, long as it as long as it takes to make an egg
0: and I think that is where I'm gonna give give Tom a point It's very simple, it seems, to make if you don't have to create your own hollandaise sauce. You can come down in the morning, a little bit tired, start the process. But then I think also crucially, thinking ahead to the two breakfasts we've got to come in this argument. Once you've made it, it's made and you can sit down. And if you're having this breakfast with someone else, you can sit and eat it together. Whereas I find that, and this is a confession on my own part, that the fry up, which we will come on to, I run out of toast and I want another bit of toast, but I want that second bit of toast to be hot. If I do both at the beginning, they both end up being cold, and so I'm sitting there thinking I've got to go on to this next part, whereas I feel with the Eggs Benedict, once the creation has been made, you sit and you eat it, and that's that. There's no, oh, I've got to do that, or I've got to get that in a minute. It's it's done, it's dusted, and so for that reason, Tom, I'll give your Eggs Benedict a point.
1: Thank you. And I just want to pick up on a, on a point as well, which is that, is there anything more satisfying than sitting down and cutting into a poached egg and watching the yolk? Of I the knew that egg point
2: was going to come dribble
1: up. Dribble down. <laughs> oh, it was it's, so Instagrammable. Surely, I mean, the flip side is the sad. The sad thing is, if you if you mess it up and you overboil it and then you, uh, you 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 open it expecting it to dribble down and it's just like oh no, it's just all hard. But if you know what you're doing uh, and you got your practice and, and you switched on. That, that one moment when you tear them open and there's a reason it's all over Instagram it's because it is so satisfying.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, I'll give you a point. It does look lovely. Yeah. Lovely photographs can Aesthetic. come from that. But, Tom, um, your breakfast is discriminatory. Okay? Because I don't feel there is a good vegan egg replacement. So, if you are vegan and wish to enjoy the delights of eggs benedict there is no good replacement that's going to create that same satisfying breakfast is there but i think it goes further than
2: that as well because i've got a bit of a confession to make here i'm not a huge egg fan i don't really like eggs and i don't like poached eggs so for me eggs benedict becomes a redundant breakfast because that is kind of a key component of eggs benedict so if you don't like eggs you're stuffed like i would never ever choose eggs benedict for a breakfast because i i don't like eggs
1: (laughs) i don't understand
2: it's you can't you can't really swap it for anything either because that is like with with a full english or with pancakes there's always an element i can find that i will like in those breakfasts but with eggs benedict i'm sorry tom but there's nothing for me there (laughs) It fails right, me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give
1: the point to Chris on this one just because he's the one that brought up the kind of fallibility of the egg. Yeah. But yeah, you, are your appendium of the the, the this dislike for egg. I mean, I don't know where you're coming from, and it's your personal taste. <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I should take the blame for the fact that you just have terrible taste buds. But um, <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> rude. Rudeness. It's only rude if there's a hint of accuracy. They
0: smell. I just, uh, right, before planned. this gets out of hand and does become personal. I think, let's move on then, let's step it up. We've got the eggs benedict. Well, the next stage up, let's take that egg. Why stop at the egg? Why not throw in a heap load of extra goodies and make yourself a fry-up, okay? It is a hearty breakfast. Don't tell me, once you've had a full English, you don't feel full, okay? it, it, it I hate that. Oh. It fills you up, you know, it's the hearty breakfast. And crucially, following on from the point just made, you can make it your own. If you are feeling big, if you're feeling today is a hungry day, okay, you can have it all. Everything, all the trimmings, As like pile your plate high and throw everything onto it. If you're thinking, actually, I like a bit of a simpler one today. You can scale it down to toast, egg, a bit of bacon, and some baked beans or tin tomatoes. You've got your choice there. There's a, such a variety in the fry that you can you can really make it your own and make it what you want it to be.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely a point there. For I'm not I'm not going to mention the word because it might crop up <laughs> later. But yeah, the kind of different. Elements. There's so many different elements that you can have in a fry-up, and you can. It's like a bit of a pick and mix, isn't it? But a breakfast version, <laughs> so you can like pick what elements, what elements the, you like. But, I love that, oh, Amy.
0: The breakfast pick and mix. I See, I don't, I don't
1: know though, because what strikes me about a fry-up, and yeah, I, I, I'll concede the point that you definitely, you know, you, you get variety and you can choose. But what it really feels like to me, and I feel like this comes to the heart of a lot of British food, is that it just feels like, oh, there's X amount of free slots left in the ration book, and so we'll just shove it all on a plate. You know, there's no <laughs> finesse to a fry up. It is just, what do we, what do we have? Oh, we've got some eggs. Well, let's put some eggs on a plate. Oh, what have we got? We've got some bacon. Let's put some bacon on a plate. You know, there's just, <laughs> there's no there's no art to it. It's just things on a plate. Okay, hang on. We
0: you are really pushing it here. You've already described Eggs Benedict as classy. And now your point against a fry is, oh, it's not artistic enough. It's all going down the same hole, Tom. No, it doesn't have okay. to be artistic it enough. It all ends you know, up in the same place.
1: You know, we've all seen, we've all seen the, f- the, the film Ratatouille. And, you know, the, the, the thing that makes Ratatouille at the end is the fact that the dish that's the best is the simple dish but it's done well but the thing is about that dish is it's not just it's ratatouille so it's not just courgette aubergine and tomatoes and stuff on a plate it is put together in a really thoughtful way you know when you when you think about home like home foods hearty foods it's not just some things on a plate it's put together and made with love and all all part of one kind of dish that comes together
2: i'm going to disagree with you there tom Um, because I don't think that's what a full English is about, and I think for me, like, there's a different kind of, if we're talking about artistry, there's a different type of artistry that goes into a full English, in that it doesn't have to be, like, it's not designed to be small, in a way, and neat, it's designed to be, kind of, as Chris said, this filling start to the day, with loads of different aspects, and that's, that's something else I really love about full English, like the kind of multifaceted elements of fun English, is that, like, there's, there's so much variety in what's on your plate. It's not just one dish. Like, you can delve into little bits. And, yeah, I, th- I don't think it's... It's not designed to be pretty. And that's why it's such a good breakfast, because it is what it is, and that's the beauty of it.
1: See, I just... I, I feel like you're kind of... Both of you are missing the point, though. It's not about being pretty, and it's not about being... You know, it, it, like fancy. It's it's just about putting together putting things together in in a more interesting way than just them being there. You know that's that that is really the the heart of it. But you know, Your poached
0: egg is just there on top of the muffin.
1: But it's not. <laughs> it's kind of construct. It's constructed <laughs> and it's there for. It's all there together in that one piece. You know, you put the muffin, the ham, the egg, and you put pour the sauce over the top. Whereas, you know, yeah. full English is just. Bits.
2: I've I've got it right. I've got I've got the perfect counter argument. So that is that is a beg a, a beg Benedict. So <laughs> new breakfast a beg Benedict an eggs Benedict. But that's that's it. That is you can't do anything else with that. With a full English, I think it lends itself to more possibilities because like you can get like full English sandwiches. Like an all. No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna stop myself. I'm gonna stop myself but as a breakfast i i stopped i don't know about I stopped, that I stopped, <laughs> I stopped i stopped i stopped as um, as a breakfast item in particular you can have that sandwich as a breakfast item and you can like you you can do different things with it like it lends itself to more options i think
0: well coming in here i think also i think tom you're just thinking of sort of your weatherspoons breakfast where it is just chucked on a plate but B&B owners pride themselves on the quality of their English, full English breakfast. Come back to the things you said. Fresh, thick bacon from the butchers. Nice, free-range eggs. The nice runny yolk. Some people do it so it's in a in a perfect circle. That there is actually, people do put a creativity into their France and they're very passionate about it.
1: Okay, I'll concede that point. That you've really, yeah, the freshness... Is kind of flipped it on me, isn't it? You know, a good sausage from from a proper good butcher's is better than you know, just your packet. I suppose I am just thinking of that kind of bulk made sort of thing.
2: But as another counter argument to the to play like devil's advocate, I've defended you enough now, Chris. I'm bored. Okay. <laughs> as a good, another kind of counter argument to why it's not the best is that, like in the hot drinks episode, where if you get a bad hot chocolate, it it ruins it. For me, if you get, like, a bad sausage in an English breakfast, like, a bit of gristle in it, or fat, fatty bacon is the worst, with, like, stringy bits of fat that's, li- like, slightly undercooked, bits of that white kind of stuff coming off it, and when you cook it, like, loads of water comes out, it just ruins, and, like, you have to ensure the ingredients are, like, good quality, and if you go out for breakfast and you get, like, a bad quality English breakfast... It's just a horrible start to the day because you just don't enjoy it at all.
0: Yeah, I give you a point there, Amy. Yeah, you've got to got to have that quality. But I feel that the good, but then the good thing is with the fry up, if one item goes wrong, your breakfast isn't ruined. If you get served your eggs Benedict out and you're out and about and you cut into it and the egg doesn't run, then that's like oh, brilliant. That that that's the meal ruined. But Don't
1: be incompetent then.
0: <laughs> if you if you cut into your sausage and you're like, oh that's not a good sausage, you've still got probably three or four other things on your plate to delight in. So the the ups always got the backup there. If it's not quite perfect, because every breakfast can be not quite perfect, it's got enough there to have the backup team to go. Don't worry, we've got your back here.
1: Okay, I do. I I'll, I'll give you a point for that. I do think one kind of final point from me on the full English is that it's really hard to do for yourself. I think the, the problem with the full English is that it has to be you know, made for everyone because you very rarely get all of the ingredients in such small portions that you can just make it for yourself. So it's often quite wasteful. If I was to sit down now and make myself a full English, I would really have to think, how am I going to make use of the rest of these ingredients other than having another full English tomorrow in order to make sure that they don't just go get thrown in the bin
0: very wise Tom very wise give you a point there very sensible R-
1: appealing appealing to your green, greener <laughs> My- side yes yes
0: I end up when I'm a fry-up I end up you know bits of sausage end up being chucked in my pasta and bits of bacon get spread over the pi- the cheese and pi- cheese and tomato pizza the next day. I just keep popping up these fry up ingredients in the most random of places. So I I do get that.
1: Good luck making use of the black pudding and hash browns <laughs> elsewhere.
0: <laughs> so let's let's keep our breakfast moving. Amy, what are you bringing to the table?
2: I'm bringing pancakes to the table. And you know, I I really really tried not to go here with this argument, but that it's just unavoidable. Pancakes are versatile. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go again. I'm but getting they you. The, are. I'm getting. I'm getting you a T-shirt. It's going to say, "I am it I'm Amy. I'm versatile. <laughs>
1: I think we versatile. need to. I think we need to start penalising her. Every if she says no, versatile ever again, that's it. pops off. That's not
2: fair. <laughs> but they are like I think the beauty of the pancake, like Chris, you talked about making the full English your own, but you can only go so far with that still being a full English. With a pancake, there's so many options. You can have savoury pancakes. You can have sweet pancakes. The pancake itself can be a different style. You can have American pancakes. You can have crepes or crepes or however you say them like the possibilities are just endless and there's something to suit absolutely everyone
0: okay amy as always we'll give you a point because you mentioned the word versatility (laughs) it's
1: the last time
0: (laughs) (laughs) and yes there is there is a lot there but you you come to the problem of that when say you're doing this in a couple okay you're having a or even a family a family is sitting down to eggs benedict you buy a packet of muffins you buy some eggs if your family is sitting down to a fry up you buy bacon sausages beans blah 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 gosh the shopping list for pancakes no i don't like syrup on mine oh no no i want blueberries no i want strawberries I (laughs) i want raspberries i want this sauce i want this sauce And you're just going to end up with this endless fridge full of random ingredients that every each individual person wants on their pancakes. And again, just like the fry-up, you've got a fridge full of half-eaten punnets of strawberries and syrup that goes off in a month because it's just left in the cupboard. A nightmare. Just Just
1: quickly before Amy comes back on that, I want to append one extra thing to that, which is not only do you have to have a fridge load of stuff just like that, but also um, you have to keep coming backwards and forwards from the table. So, you know, it's a faff in a family because if one person wants a pancake, you've got to make that pancake, then give it to the person. And then whilst they're, they're eating, you've got to make the next load of pancakes. You know, it's you can't sit down together.
2: I'll give you a point for going back and forth to the table. But in terms of buying a load of stuff for pancakes for me that's not what pancakes are about and I, one of my points that I've actually written down is that they're a really good way to use up leftover ingredients like when I was little my mum would always make pancakes when we had too much milk and it was going to go off so to save it from go like kind of your economical downside to the to the um fry up we would always make pancakes to use up ingredients so if we had like and especially milk if we had a load because there are only three of us if we had a load of milk that was about to go off my mum would be like let's have pancakes for breakfast to use up the milk and then like the store cupboard ingredients like your nutella your syrup your whatever you want that comes from your jam your chocolate those kind of sweet aspects of it you've got in your store cupboard anyway because they don't really tend to go off but then if you want fresh fruit, like, you can use that up what you've got in your fridge as kind of like a last resort. Or you can go out and buy specifically what you need. But I don't agree in that, like, I don't really, we never really thought about pancakes like that, apart from, from for pancake day. But if we were having, like, pancakes for breakfast, like, on a one-off, we'd just use whatever we had in the cupboard. And it was a good way to use up things so they didn't go to waste.
1: I think she's got you there, Chris. I think she has. That was quite a good, <laughs> quite a good response. Micra.
2: Um, off the points go (laughs) and also talking about kind of this is it instagramable is it artistic that again pancakes can be what you want like there are some beautiful pictures of pancakes on the internet like with stores dripping down the side like a stack of pancakes and then but if you don't want that if you just want to kind of chuck together a breakfast you can make them what you like
0: it's making me very depressed that we're spending so much of this time talking about how these <laughs> things look. It's utterly That's ridiculous! This is breakfast we're meant to eat it.
1: Okay, okay. True. But one, one final thing on the on the whole Instagram side of things. Oh um, gosh. <laughs> no, I don't this, run the but, social media. You might have
0: realized. <laughs> <laughs> I think this
1: this is going to more encapsulate Chris's sentiment than it is going to encapsulate Amy's, which is. Amy's pancake flip boomerang, and I'm sure it's something
2: that
1: that we've mentioned in the past on this podcast, but (laughs) the pancake flip, and in Amy's case, the pancake flip so that she can get a boomerang (laughs) to upload to her Instagram, is a really dangerous moment not dangerous in terms of you're going to harm yourself because if you manage to flip a pancake and you hurt yourself, you're doing something dramatically wrong. But (laughs) it's that, you know, everyone wants to do it. Everyone feels like they can (laughs) do it, but not everyone can. And I think Amy really proved this very well, that if you try and flip a pancake, you can ruin the breakfast. So you tell me that cutting into a poached egg and if you've overcooked it, you know, you've ruined it. Oh, that's really sad. If you flip a pancake and it lands on the floor, I don't think anyone's going to want to eat in that.
2: But no other breakfast kind of creates that much comedy. And also, with pancakes, the beauty of it is you make enough batter that you can do another one. It's not like you're making one... Like with Eggs Benedict, if the egg goes wrong, you've kind of had it but with you you never make batter for one pancake so you just chuck a load more batter in the pan and then don't do it again next time like it's it's not a big deal if one goes wrong and i think the comedy of that especially if you're with a group of friends like like when we took the pancake boomerang and my face was all over the place because i thought it was going to go on the floor no other breakfast kind of lends itself to that comedy
0: i mean it is fun flipping a pancake (laughs) Like, absolutely i know you said it i'm gonna sadly give amy a point tom Yay. i mean not for the boomerang not for the um, fashion mode to take the boomerang <laughs> of it but there is a fun oh can i flip the pancake and like she says, if it goes wrong it's very savable uh with a pancake in that you, it, you you've not spent much on that pancake scrape it away bish boss, job done um so that that's that really
2: there's just one more part to the pancake that I'd like to come back to and it's this idea we talked about kind of getting up and going back and forth to the fridge but for me like pancakes is a really communal meal and I feel like it works best when you do it in a big group of people and I just want to take you back to our second year at uni and pancake day in that year and we kind of all came together as a flat and it was this big communal occasion and we kind of swapped around doing the cooking so that we got to spend time with everyone and i felt like that was really yeah really nice it was like this it is a sharing meal well sharing breakfast essentially which i quite like about it
0: i'd agree with you to the extent that yes pancake day when we all enjoyed our pancakes in the evening for our pudding uh was a lovely way of enjoying but as pancakes. As a um, <laughs> oh, but, good. but to have that at breakfast, I mean, everyone wakes up at different times. Some people are a little bit grumpy in the mornings. <laughs> so actually, sometimes you just want to sort of bury your head in your breakfast. And you don't want everyone to be going,
2: oh, watch me flip my pancake. But then who and, wants to oh, make a full fam- English at that point? Or eggs benedict? And on those days, you just have a slice of toast and get on with it.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, Amy, I don't... If your example had been us all coming together in the mornings, fine. But we did all come together in the evening to enjoy those pancakes. It wasn't a splendid breakfast moment.
2: Outrageous. I disagree. I think it's... Especially when you're in a... Okay, if you're in a family then, it's a nice way to come together maybe at the weekend because you're probably not going to do it in the weekday. But you won't do any of these breakfasts in the weekday. But at a weekend kind of coming together like the first thing on a Saturday morning and just kind of starting that weekend off together in a communal situation, then I I think that's quite nice. There's something quite nice about that. It's a time to kind of gather together in the morning but then
0: equally you can all sit and enjoy a fry-up together you can all sit and enjoy Eggs Benedict together but the crucial thing as Tom said earlier and got a point for it is yeah. Eggs Benedict and the fry-up you actually all sit there for the whole time and enjoy it whereas with the pancakes someone's up cooking one someone's eating one someone's up cooking someone's eating one you don't actually all just sit and be I think you sit and be a lot more with a fry-up or Eggs Benedict than you can sit and be with the pancakes On that frozen tune, let's end this argument there and look at the scores on the doors. You will not be surprised to hear...
2: Is it close?
0: That it's a close one!
2: Oh, what a shock! This never happens!
0: On four points, we have me and the fry-up. Ah. Oh. And then we have, on five points, Amy and the pancake
2: no way
0: and tom (gasps) and eggs benedict okay so eggs and the pancakes are taking us they are the
1: best (laughs) breakfast yeah boy throw your fry (laughs) up in the bin (laughs) just because it wasn't instagram worthy
0: oh
2: (laughs) instagram is the true winner
0: (laughs) So thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to get in contact with us or tell your friends all about us, then you can either through
2: our social media. On Facebook, we're Mind the Flat Podcast. On Instagram, we're at MindTheFlat underscore podcast. And on Twitter, we're at MindTheFlat underscore pod.
1: Or you can email us at MindTheFlatPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Or visit our website, mindtheflatpodcast.com, where we've got all our episodes from this series and series one. And we'll be back again next week with more debate on another of life's most challenging questions. Until then, goodbye. Bye.
2: Adios.